Dylan got welcome to John and Dylan online a show where two horny balding millennials <laughs> talk about internet history poorly joining me right now to introduce the subject of our episode today is my co-host John Hastings I am horny bow wow wow who let the dogs out Dylan let me tell you who let them out it was a sock puppet whose company went bankrupt because we're talking about pets.com and of course the dot-com crash in 2000 which if you talk to my mom a business professor uh and baby boomer who doesn't like this millennial bullshit she would say the first of many dot-com crashes actually <laughs> uh, oh gauntlet dropped gauntlet dropped by mom uh, ladies and but gentlemen. it does seem like this is the first one, not the first one, but maybe the f- most popular no, no. one where it's like someone walking up to someone like, yo, John, I got an idea. I'm going to make six bucks. Can I have five right now? And you're like, yeah, no, no. Here is why pets.com is so popular. And here's why is because society is hell and we all live in a nightmare. And this is the nightmare, which is what pet.com has done. All tech companies do. That is the model. They were just the ones failed at it. They were like, they were like, well, right, well, at a certain point, we'll stop taking VC money and investor money. We'll start actually trying to make a product. And then they learned when they went belly up. Don't make that product. Your product is the stock, bitch. Get out there. Code. All of that stuff is window dressing for what you're really selling, which is the idea of a thing to the stock market. We have somehow made capitalism more evil. We are nerd virgins from San Francisco. Yeah, I don't understand anything about business. Correct. Correct. Here's what I like to here are the two things that I think that make pets.com really famous is that pets.com like dope website name. It was registered in 1994. The guy sat on that shit for four years to make it an actual website and like actually start the business train. And then basically Julie Wainwright, who was a person who bought that off of him, I guarantee was like, what a dope website name. Like, that's the reason that she got it. Can we also quickly talk about, there was a period of time that only ended in about 2011. I remember the yes. last who would talk about this was comedian Darren Frost. You can check out his website, comedyhore.com. Oh! Very angry blog. Anyway, he, um, he remember was talking about how he's like, I remember when I got the headstones.com, the band, the headstones didn't even want it. Those idiots. Now it's owned by a mortuary. <laughs> and I just, that was the last, but there was a huge period of time where it was like, did you hear someone got piss dot piss? And like, people were like, no. And you can, I also, my mind is melted by this time. Cause I still think websites, websites cost $10 back in the day. Websites cost one $10 Reno. Yeah, well, there are three stories about this that I looked at previous. Madonna.com, a man named Dan Parisi registered Madonna.com and just showed porn on it, and Madonna sued him. Here's how every one of them ended. Sting.com, same thing. Um, That was also porn. (laughs) So people were just buying Bruce. No, no. No, BruceSpringsteen.com didn't own BruceSpringsteen.com, and eventually... But that was a, but here's how well like Bruce Springsteen was. A fan bought it, 
just so no one else would have it and then gave it to Bruce Springsteen, essentially. Oh, my God. Bruce Springsteen's fans are all that one dad drinking beer in an alley who's actually like, you know, maybe we shouldn't comment on that 15-year-old's breasts. And they're like, <laughs> um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This it, Can I also say the best story of all this is the Bruce Almighty. Almighty story. So the movie Bruce Almighty, there was a website called BruceAlmighty.com and it was after all of this. And the studio behind Bruce Almighty was like, hey, give us this website. And the guy who owned BruceAlmighty.com was like, well, no, it's my website. And they were like, no, fuck you. Give us your website. And he was like, you guys are being a bit rude. This is my website. I can do whatever I want with it. I will be putting porn up with it unless you guys are uh, fucking chill out. And then they sued him. And then he won so handily because he, it was already his website. So it wasn't like he was doing it maliciously. They were just dicks. And that I think is why that was the most expensive comedy of all time. I want you to remember that is all based off of, I think something I read in the Montreal hour in 2006. So it could be, and this is quite crucial, Dylan, all incorrect. Correct. <laughs> well, Chris Almighty was also. It's pretty good that you show porn on that because that was also like a um, the last of a dying breed, a basically a Christian fun family outing. Exactly. Yeah. Now all of our Christian media is very intense. There. This was the. the oh yeah. There's no more yeah. fun family outings, buddy. It's all Correct. like trans people are coming to rape you, and brunch is a meal that shouldn't exist. I assume that everyone's upset about drag brunch mostly because people are opposed to brunch as it is. And then you add drag on top of it, which you know they also I don't hate. Like, you know what I do not like about all this yeah. criticism of the drag queens, besides the fact it makes no sense and drag queens are fantastic, is that I have some legitimate uh, criticisms of drag brunch that will never be able to be heard. Wow. Because of the hate directed towards drag brunch. Here's what I don't. Can we just have one thing when it doesn't involve performance? I don't need to hear singing at 11 o'clock. Also, brunch is a hangover food. You shouldn't have loud, exciting music during a hangover meal. That's all I'm saying. I feel like drag brunch is just for 50 year olds. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, or yeah. people in their thirties with no kids, they're jogging you know, in the morning. You, you know who drag brunch is for is for the friend of both of our moms that they refer to as my young friend. And they are maybe six years younger, but they are just like, they're just, they're pretending to be like 35 and their energy frustrates both of our parents, but they don't know how to not have them <laughs> in their lives. That's how, that's who goes to drag brunch. And I've absolutely nailed that. Oh, here's, here's what this, here's a, here's a couple more of my favorite um, website. Cause there's people are called squatters. So, oh the yeah. The squatter one is uh Trump, Tom Cruise.com. He just wanted to sell it for a significant sum, but then. Cruz filed a complaint in the Scientologist cord that they installed oh. with a ice cream, and now he, they ate it to be close to Zoron. Anyway, and then the number I think my favorite is Micro. Go for it. Shut the fuck up. His name is Zenu, not yeah, Zorpon or whatever the fuck. Get it right. We're if we're making fun of the weird space religion that closeted sad man believes in, we get the names right. Okay, Zenu, continue. What, what else do you want to say? Uh, the other thing I would like to say is so nothing i forgot i forgot my point <laughs> okay my point. i want you to continue and then my point best will... one is microsoft guy named micro no developer. just full microsoft but it's not like micro like it's spelled m-i-k-e-r-o-w-e and then soft clearly a fun pun but microsoft being run by bill gates was like you cannot do this yeah I think you'll find that you're incorrect, and also I'm cool now, and I think I'll be having your website. <laughs> yeah, like the episode of The Simpsons where he just fucking fight over sets of 
internet company and it's just a guy with pencils and then bill gates has some people beat the shit out of him there's a lot of moments from the vaccine rollout that got lost because of the anti-vax moment and the moment when bill gates was asked in an interview wait a minute you want to charge other countries for using the covid vaccine and he was like well yeah that's intellectual property that we own and then like a like and then his like divorce was announced in a bunch of things and i genuinely think he was like ah someone call steve jobs his body Billy wins. And like, it's just like, fuck you, you fucking evil nerd. You're the worst kind. I invited everyone over to my party so they could see how nice my dad's car is. <laughs> yeah, he, he also had something about like, he was doing a bunch of stuff about trying to everyone in AIDS in Africa. Um, they were all like, oh, get all these people condoms. And then Bill Gates came in. He's like, no, they need to be circumcised. So he, so he circumcised a bunch of people, but like, basically inferred that circumcision makes you uh makes it so you can't get aids anymore so people are like fuck condoms and then aids spread even more sick let me just say this there this is what's never been improved by a situation oh good a guy from seattle is here that's what i'm saying no one has ever said that no one has ever been like <laughs> yeah best case scenario he's making you listen to his house cds <laughs> i mean and worst case scenario he's just committing suicide because kurt did <laughs> so um did you know that those playlists you have on Spotify? We used to have mixed CDs back in my day. Here's a bunch of fat boy slim. Hey, I'm now going to talk funny about it's fat and slim. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Pearl Jam like there's some sort of like artistically rewarding band and not like kind of a shitty pop band where the singer goes. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is the thing about Pearl Jam, right? Everyone's like Pearl Jam's fucking sick. Like, but then you hate Nickelback. What's wrong with blowing your back out a bit, huh? Yeah, exactly. What's that? What's uh? What's wrong with fucking pouring one out for the working man like Chad Kroger does? That's my fucking. Never problem. would never the wor- Pearl Jam hates the working man. You heard oh, they it certainly first. do. Everyone knows that. As someone who lives in Southern California, you can't move for without hearing a Eddie Vedder story, diva in nature, a la Kelly Clarkson or Ellen DeGeneres. Really? Also, can I say this? I don't know what happens to people when they have daytime talk shows, but I am addicted to reading behind the scenes articles because the demands of the host are always exceptional. Still, the best one is Steve Harvey's. I want to let everyone know I am the host and you are not to talk to me. You're not to look at me. I'm in charge. And you're just like, Steve, if you got to send an email that says you're in charge, you're not in charge. That is not pets.com. <laughs> that is pets.com in 2005. I mean, Steve Harvey's a funny man. He brings families together, but there's no way he's not also weird because it's like every single family feud is dope because it's like sexually leading question. And then someone says sexual answer. And then Steve Harvey looks at the screen like, can you believe I said that? It's like, yeah, you asked what the biggest thing. It's like, what's the biggest thing you could fit in your pussy? And they're like (laughs) a truck. And then he's like, what a truck? This bitch is a huge pussy. I just want to point out that joke was so good. My headphones fell off, but you exactly nailed exactly the problem with Steve Harvey on Family Feud is it literally is like the thing in my pants that's hard because of them big old titties is called. And then the person goes, Steve's cock. And he's like, well, you're a whore and your family's dead. <laughs> Hit her with a car. Yeah. Um, well, that's the that's the thing about Family Feud. The secret sauce of Family Feud is when you get someone, you ask a question and then someone answers it with a sexual answer. That way you can be like, this person's fucking crazy. But then it's like that those went viral so much. All I'm saying is Family Feud, if you need to write someone, if you need someone to write questions that aren't sexual, but people will give sexual answers to, I'm right here. I'd like you to just give me an example. I know that this is true about you. You're very good at the skill, but I just want you to show I want I want you to strut your stuff a little bit. You know what I mean? You're the cock of the walk. You're the rooster that's looster. Okay. 
what's the number one disease you don't want to get? Well, like herpes. Yeah. Whoa. Again, anything that anything that affects my penis. Oh wait, actually, that would be like cancer. That would just be a very somber episode. Yeah, you just say cancer. Actually, yeah. I mean, but I guarantee if you said cancer, Steve Harvey wife would died of cancer. I'd be like, of the pussy. That's what I'd say. Yeah, Steve Harvey would be like, you're single now, then. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd push her. Yeah, I guess your family's broken. Get the fuck off my stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so this is a, all this is about pets.com. Families have moms. Get the fuck out of here. Get the- <laughs> yeah, he owns families have moms. Here's a lady who's maybe a mom. I didn't look it up. Julie Wainwright. She purchased pets.com in 1999. Who's another person that bought the controlling stake in pets.com? John? Elon Musk. Close. Bezos. It is fucking crazy. Yes, Jeff. But this was the, this was because this is. This was round one of Am- so what you so in the dot com is Amazon was sort of the, one of the companies that lasted out the burn that's about to happen is basically about, uh, we'll get to it in a second but Amazon survives by kind of spreading out in that everything was sort of like we'll bring you everything you need for your pets we'll bring you everything you need for this we'll bring you everything you need for that but Amazon was very smart was like we'll bring you books and also sort of other stuff so they kind of just did a bit of everything. So they kind of just survived enough because they were doing delivery or like, you know what I mean? They were incorporating little other things so they could weather the storm as opposed to pets.com that are like, we will get you leashes for your dog. And as it turns out, that is a lot more expensive to make happen than we initially thought. Yeah. Well, Amazon, this seems to be a part of a thing where they're like, oh, okay, we'll expand into other avenues of selling other stuff other than books. And then they realized we can just sell the shit on our site. Yeah. Much later, of course. Amazon has a 30% stake in the company and really is starting his whole thing where it's like, oh, I don't have to pay any taxes. I just buy things. So mm. good for him. I assume it was in the period of time where I know someone that was, I think, employee 200 of Amazon. I know someone who I don't think has had a job in about 15 years and just always has a new car. He's a comedian. Anyway, he uh, talks about this. He talks about the different periods of Jeff Bezos. And he was like, this was the period of time where his name was Jeff. And he was super fat and he was very giggly and he would just say weird things like, we just bought pets.com. We'll see how that goes. All right. You know, we're working it out. And he was like, that was really fun. And then Jeff lost a bunch of weight and became a psychopath. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like everyone starts with the humble goal of bankrupting an entire industry. And then they're like, what if I bankrupted the entire world? Mm. Yeah. I want to be like, you know what? Listen, you know what the world needs? Walmart. But it's everywhere and somehow more evil. Can you do that, Jeff? <laughs> I can. And I will. Get me a sock puppet. I want to fuck it. So, <laughs> so um, oh, he fu- he fucked that puppet for sure. Oh, you right? also are he aware of it in that puppet. I don't, I don't know if this is true, but in this research, I was like looking at other like troll things. And apparently people are really going after Blue Origin in the comments on one of their social media app um, uh, locations. And I like that very much. What's Blue Origin? Jeff Bezos's space company. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Like they're just like, this is a waste of money. And apparently it's really pissing off Blue Origin because they keep having to delete the comments. And I find that so funny that they're like, we can get to space, but we cannot get these fucking trolls off our back. <laughs> <laughs> Deleting comments is crazy. That takes so much effort because anyway, pets.com bought petstore.com in June 2000 for 10.6 million. Like, and they've, they you. start as a website in early November 98. Julie Wainwright buys it in early 1999 uh, with some VC funding, and they're already buying shit. Like they're they are planning to take over the world. Ooh, baby! 
So again, it's all of what's very interesting is it's also a lot of business practices for people that have either read some business books. So you have people coming in from other industries, very young people. So a lot of the sort of moves these businesses make, I asked my mom about all of this. So some of this is a bit tinged in business professor, non like just business professor of like these motherfuckers fucked it too. But um, they do a lot of sort of things that are like by the book business practices, but actually aren't that great, which is like pets.store.com. That's another competitor. You can afford to buy them out. But do you actually want to buy your competitor? You don't have to handle all of their business to make it your business. You know what I'm saying? You're doing something else to incorporate them into your business while you're just trying to grow your business. Is that actually what you want to be doing at this moment? But if you know just enough about business to be a fucking asshole, you'd be like, crush our competition. And I think that that's kind of the theme of pets.com and the dot-com bubble in general is it's a lot of people a there's a lot of evil chicanery going on in terms of just moving money around b it's also a lot of people that are from business school want to be in business but actually have no idea how to do it and it was just a period of time where you could still get a shitload of money as a result of doing that we're still in that period of time and it's just fucking terrifying that they basically just got all this vc money didn't really use it to build their product just used it to start building office space and infrastructure which is dope and that the is way sick. it should be done. That's correct. We are, by the way, appealing for VC funding. I want to broadcast. Oh, fuck, the I show. would love to have an idea to my, get VC funding. Oh my god, from a studio that's just a penis. <laughs> yeah, the car from the ambiguously gay duo. That's what we want our fucking exactly. I, and I want that car to be inside the pussy wagon from Kill Bills Volume One and Two. <laughs> so, pets.com. Also, from this time, like, do you? When's the first thing you bought? online like do you remember the first thing your parents bought online i don't like i think it would have been about within the last five years i remember the first thing i bought online was i was living in england like i was such a late adopter to all of this sort of stuff oh me too that's what i'm saying like people were fucking scared of that's what the whole thing about pets.com is like this is a great idea well ahead of time and i think it was like yeah maybe i don't know i mean maybe i've said this but like i think crypto might be like on one of those things where it's like there is a there is a way you would get just one digital um, currency, I guess, to take off, but like not now. Maybe we're a bit early for that. I don't know. I don't know anything. I think you were 100% correct in that we, I didn't even think of, yeah, the amount of people that just were so scared of putting their information online. Like you were just told immediately when the internet started, like the, mostly the internet was invented to get your credit card number. And then as a result, your family will not love you. Yeah. Cause like they would. That's the other thing. Like, oh, so I'm putting my credit card number into this machine, and then the machine will take it. So twenty. This is this is the estimate of total retail sales uh, on the internet overall in the entire world was twenty billion dollars in 1999, which is, and then that doubles, or more than doubles to 45 billion in 2001. 72 billion in 2002 like people are getting more and more so by the time like let's say we wait 10 years seven seven hundred nine billion dollars but again the thing to keep in mind by like doing it via the amount of money is that could also be that's also could be a lot of large businesses doing a lot of large ordering online that doesn't show that individual consumers are doing it all that much and it takes way longer for them to adopt like I wouldn't be surprised that in COVID was the moment when a shitload of people bought stuff online for the first time. Like speaking for me, that's the first time I ever bought stuff online consistently. And that was 2020. Like the idea of never, like I bought, like I can tell you what clothes I bought online pre pandemic. No problem. Post pandemic. 
bit of an issue. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all of that sort of stuff. It took until COVID. A lot of it was just marketing and perception that people were doing a lot of it. Or it was for like specific annoying things, stuff like that. In 2000, Nyfuck was getting a milk bone off the internet. Someone would have literally been like, your dog will be poisoned by someone would have invented the, the idea of fentanyl came from this time because someone was like, that's what's going to poison your dog. And that inspired someone to be like a heroin. You can make like meth. Don't see any problems with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone just wanted to kill a bunch of dogs and then someone got high off of it. Just like every fucking drug. Yes, thank you very much. Just like fucking our original idea for a podcast. Let's get high and not kill these dogs. And then we got those guys. <laughs> high yeah. Turns out we did the opposite. Well, I wouldn't say we, but I will say that we did watch and we did, we tried to stop them, but not, not not enough. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then then we didn't. So pets.com is already fucking scaling up huge. They have like an advertising and campaign. <laughs> Sorry, they're this. I think this is before they're building. They're building shipping infrastructure and everything. But anyway, the most important thing that happens and that sounds insane, but it is true, is that pets.com has a <laughs> have a magazine that's published in ninety nine. And they, of course, start their um, campaign, their advertising campaign, the Pets.com puppet, who was played by Michael Ian Black. And if you haven't seen these commercials, then it's just a guy. It's And they won a bunch of advertising awards. And literally, the commercial is just a guy with a sock puppet yelling at pets. Okay, but hang on. So but this was so culturally on the zeitgeist because this was the time of Triumph the Insult comic dog in the United States. Tom Green in Canada, Ed the Sock. Like, this was so a thing of a weird puppet being mean to people on the street was so zeitgeisty and like, yeah. Also, like, it's just insane. Like, it basically, the entire business model is of every single scam that is perpetuated via the internet is this. It always seems like it starts this way, which is like they have a legitimate idea that they're going to do, but they're like, all right, we need to build the infrastructure and we need to build shipping, but also... We need to make sure a lot of people know about our product. And also I need to make sure I can steal like $40 million. So let's get some fucking advertising going. Like, you know what I mean? That they're like, we need to make sure my diamond chair is prepared. And then maybe we'll fulfill some orders. Like that's every fucking <laughs> online company. Do you know what I mean? Like this could be Firefest. This could be fucking stupid SBF, stupid company with their PolyQ, which I can't remember the name of in this fucking moment. Do you know what I mean? It could be every, like, it's always the same scam. We're going to revolutionize your life. Are you? Yes. How? You know, toilet brushes, those will be now delivered once a week to your house. That has never been a problem I've ever had. Well, fuck you. <laughs> it, baby. Yeah, if you listen to any, if you're a man, you listen to a podcast. Hey, you know how you fucking go through nine razors a day? Actually, oh I don't. God. Anyway, get some razors mailed to your fucking house. I think my personal favorite is the athletic green. I've never heard an athletic greens commercial that doesn't make it sound like it's a scam. Hey, have you been unable to get your amount of greens? No, that's not a problem I have. Well, and they also always reference other podcasters. I don't know how many of those. I'm done with so many elements of podcasting. And my main one is ad reads. We just need to admit podcasts are TV. And we need to bring in and go to the block of three commercials in the middle every sort of 20 minutes. I am done with podcast ad reads. I want them to go the way of pets.com in the fucking bin, baby. Just. Oh, they all are boring. No, it's good. And also, I think that 
I tried to do this with our previous podcast, but I want to just court the fucking scammiest scams we possibly Oh, can. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how Mangrate was a scam, but I know it was a scam. Actually, I do. They just they were like, do you want to turn your barbecue into a weird grill? Uh, isn't it already a grill? Shut the fuck up. Buy this man. <laughs> <laughs> Mangrate. Um, AdamandEve.com. Stamps.com. Oh, stamps. I think Stamps.com might be real. In the same way that you're I have. You're waiting in line at the post office? Never. Never in my life have I done that. Well, get a ordered to your house. No. Dylan, I want you to come to the post office that's near my house. It is It is so a business you would enjoy. First of all, there are three employees there. I go there a lot because I love returning online purchases. And let me say this. There's one employee there. He's a large man. He's very good at his job. There are two other employees there. They're not as good as their job. And those three people, they fucking hate each other. And they are very overt about it. Uh, just returning an eBay package. Oh, that'll be all right, man. Yeah, it'll be there real quick. You want to know why? Because I'm processing the order. Not Deborah. Best day of my life. Best day. The turn, Dale. Have you ever seen it? That's in a movie. In re- Have you ever seen someone in real life just throwing a little shade to a co Like, are you guys going to fuck right now? Because that's what it feels like. Well, that's not shade. That's pure hate. Good for them. <laughs> shade is like, like, oh, I, I, you know, it could be misconstrued. That is purely like fuck you. I'll throw some shade at you. You smell bad. <laughs> is that right? Did I do it? Right? <laughs> is that just subtle? Uh, <laughs> February two thousand, they raised eighty two point five million, and they went on the Nasdaq, baby. Mm. Woo! Here's mm. what's fun about the Nasdaq, Dylan. Is it seems like it's reputable, but more you read about it, you get terrified for our future. When you yeah, hear it's it, a scam. like this is it's why I'm. Scam. Always people are telling me to invest and it's like, I would rather just gamble on sports because at least I understand that. Okay. I remember when I, two people called me in COVID, this was when I had a broken shoulder. I remember I was hobbled and two people that I like, I would just call a lot of people cause I was on opioids and I was just foggy. And I remember this was, it was in the run up to the, um, GameStop time. It was when that was all happening and a bunch of people in COVID were thought that they could be, uh, internet millionaires. Oh my God, that was the best time for dudes just saying crazy shit. Because a guy called me, he was like, the internet's going after all the stuff they don't like anymore. People don't like anymore. GameStop, AMC, and he's like, I'm going to heavily, what did he say? I'm going to heavily invest in stores, Walmart, Target. That'll be the next thing. Nerds love going places. And I was like, you do not know anything about nerds, my friend. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. you're just, you should invest makes in no sense. Is there something that makes people know that BO is happening in a room? That's that's how you that's how you corner the nerd market. <laughs> oh, uh, this is well publicized. Pets.com was losing money on every single purchase Everything. they had. So not so not only did they spend a ton of money on advertising, so they had that as their major thing. But it's like, oh, every they I think they lost like five cents on every purchase. Let me check the notes, John. Talk about your pussy. So what's interesting about this strategy is this is not necessarily the most insane business strategy ever in that you can see some sort of like adjusting to what you would call in these moments your burn rate. So it's the amount of money that you have been given via VC funding. So you'll use that money to basically um, uh, be what profits or money coming in from your business would be. So they would fund everything. And the idea is as this is draining, it's replaced by profits over here. Now, what online companies do, and Dylan, this is very clever and crucial, is they just will just keep getting more VC funding as opposed to ever getting profits. The best example of this, you can see it with Uber. 
where Uber was really cheap and really good to basically destroy taxi companies internationally in every company. And let me say, as someone who was using Uber in that time, it was the best. I didn't have a car in Los Angeles because every Uber was $10 and it was a golden time. It was a golden time. That's that's fucking crazy. They lost 98 cents on every single purchase. Jesus fucking Christ. So that's like every time they're advertising, please buy shit from our site. And then every time someone does, they lose $1. So basically what they're saying is we just sold a million items. We just lost a million dollars. <laughs> Fucking insane. You know how, okay. As someone who had something similar happen to his own shitty corporation, i.e. my stand-up comedy career in the fall, because of inflation in the States, every gig I took, I would lose money on by the time I would pay for travel and just get my body physically there. Cause flights were so expensive. Thanks to comrade Biden. I, um, it would like, it was so fucking demoralizing. I feel so bad for the one accountant who realized what was going on with pets.com. And I guarantee it was like, uh, guys, are we going to fix this? Are we going to do something? And then just a guy doing some sort of super Coke that was like super pink. It was just like, no, get me another dog to pet. You mean a chair? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, buddy. That's sick. But I mean, you weren't. But at least you didn't. It's not like you did a gig every two days. You're just losing so much money. I did. No, no. I, I, I also did that thing of, you know, you know how I believe in digging up. You know what I mean? When you're in real trouble, I, instead of stopping what you're doing, I was like, you do it more. You know what I mean? Like if I shit, <laughs> yeah, you really dig your foot in and make yeah, it better. Like I shit my pants. I also piss myself because I was like, the piss will sanitize the shit. And then I don't need to wipe up. I don't need to clean. You know what I'm saying? That's always my strategy. Oh, I'm losing money on every gig. Better put more gigs in. Pets.com. Um, opened at a share, eleven dollars a share in February two thousand, and in November. So it's like they say it's less than a year, but it's actually fucking like nine months. Uh, nineteen nineteen cents. They fired two hundred and fifty of their three hundred and twenty employees, and um, the other seventy were left to fight to the death. Uh, they were left to fight to the death. Now it was always sort of known in Los Angeles, and this may be apocryphal which was the pets.com headquarters were haunted. They were supposedly, and I don't know if this is true. They were in the same place where eventually the UCB sunset was, which was also Ooh. cursed. And suppose like it was just in this weird part of sunset that has no sun, like has no streetlights because LA is the weirdest city in the world. Why does this one block have no streetlights? Well, that's where people murder people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just to make sure. And so it's always been this in LA sort of uh, like, off-discussed apocryphal story of failure. Don't ever go and do a show at the UCB Sunset or you'll fail like Pets.com did. Um, What is interesting about that IPO price as high as it was is people that had stock options before that did do very well because if you were given your stock for, say, $3 because you joined the company earlier and it was at 19, there was a brief moment where you were probably a multimillionaire and probably some very smart people probably high up in the company because this is how it always works. And this definitely is what happened. Sold that stock almost immediately, which also helps cause the cratering because why are all these employees that know the internal works of the company selling off this $19 stock? It's supposed to be very strong. Oh, it's all fake and a Fugazi. Oh yeah. We'll talk about this. No one who, no one who's who come came up with this company or anything failed. Like, Oh, that's right. If you're in the business class, you, you just get unlimited chances. These people are all doing very well. Yeah, guys, it's not about failing upward. It's about Silicon Valley and tech companies are built on a foundation of evil and greed. And when we get a flamethrower and head north from where I am to a little place called Palo Alto and turn that into a place of melted flesh, we will be, and I mean this, living in a utopia. 
And on that note, we're going to take our break for us to plead with you. Plead with you to review and subscribe. Plead. Guys, strap in. I know you just listened to two cool dudes who probably aren't wearing any trousers. That's right. We're doing podcasts with our cock out. And now you're going to hear us um, prostrate ourselves for you. So you will rate, review, and subscribe while we go get coffee for the next half of this episode. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to state this publicly once I always do this is uh, I wear pants, not trousers. I'm a man, not a silly pirate. Dylan got when you stop showing me all your different tattoos that secretly point to you believing in the earth being flat and Scientology God being real. Uh, I know that you are probably preparing a back piece that says rate, review, and subscribe to that show. And that shows a level of commitment that only a person that would fall for Scientology would have. That's Dylan Gott, my co-host and a man who once drank diarrhea because I told him it was a milkshake, even though it literally had just come out of my munghole. We're back, Dylan. I want you to tell me what happened to the rat fucks that started ratfuck.ratfuck, also known as pets.com. And then let's talk about that adorable sock puppet that I want to jack off into. So here we go. This is um Julie Wainwright. Let's start with Julie. Julie Wainwright. I'm gonna I'm picturing high ponytail, horse riding trousers, a brown blazer, severe eyes. She did fashion and luxury consumption. Fashion industry, the real real in 2011. That led to her becoming a heroin addict billionaire. Fuck you. Fuck you, Julie Rainwright. And now she's just as philanthropy. Honestly, there's nothing that rich people love more than fucking eating hors d'oeuvres that your goddamn fucking tax dollars paid for while they give three dollars while they eat something that's the four dollars you know what i mean fuck them exactly uh i just ate caviar in the name of stopping aids in africa by not giving them money (laughs) michael london who is the chief marketing officer did marketing advertising consulting entrepreneurships and startups and he does a lot of speaking engagements just (laughs) god can i just say this do you here's how you make something that fucking sucks Hey, I just w- welcome everyone to TED, which br- very briefly people will view like it's intellectual, and then they'll realize it's just a bunch of people that made money in the dot-com boom talking about crazy-ass shit like effective altruism. Here's the um- thing to remember about someone starving in the streets. They're not as important as getting to space, because if you help a poor person, that's bad, and going to space is good because poor people can't go to space. My name is Michael London, and I fucked the sock puppet. Here's my favorite thing. Greg McLemore... The man who originally bought the website. This is who what he's doing. Is he he now Macklemore? Is that who that is? Is (laughs) Yeah, he fucking went to a thrift shop. He wrote a song about it. Come on. That's where he got the money to promote thrift shop was from pets.com. That's true. Uh, He did gaming stuff, but I think my favorite thing that he did is um, my favorite, your favorite. Crypto, you know, crypto is fun to make fun of. Neither of us had any, so it's kind of like... we had we both had friends who made some money because they got out. We both have, but something that no one had any fun with NFTs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does NFTs, baby. He got Woo-hoo. into the scammiest thing. Honestly, at least when you buy magic beans, at least you have some beans still. NFTs, you have nothing. Here's some good stuff. Here, the most famous person, of course, at Pex.com was who? Zock Puppet. The fucking sock puppet, baby. Another company bought the sock puppet. Yes, they did. And that company was Halliburton. It was the face of the Iraq <laughs> War. Was the yeah, Pets.com sock. Hey, Saddam, get out of that cave. <laughs> what do you want to hang out and eat some spaghetti? 
That's good. He bought a bunch of yellow cake in Africa. We got to fucking get this guy before he gets a nuclear bomb. And also we get the oil and we get to kill people. Pets.com and Halliburton. <laughs> it's also called the, the Pets.com sock puppet. So it's like, who at sock puppet is that? Oh, yes. The Pets.com sock puppet. So when Julie Rainwright's trying to like get VC for her new um, her, for her new ventures, it's like, yeah, that sock puppet with your failed company name on it still around. But it's this interesting thing. Of, but it, but the thing with business is the pro- business is much like stand up comedy in that because they're all business people, they still want it to be successful. You know how comedians mm. be like, oh, sure, that guy was terrible, but he could wear a jacket. You know what I mean? Like there will yeah. always be like, oh, sure, that guy was a ritualistic liar and caused nothing but pain. But one time he gave me a lift after a gig. You know what I mean? Like if that's he was nice to me and I'm all that matters. So he's good. Exactly. Businesses like that, which is like, sure, they caused a giant hole in the industry and nearly collapsed the economy of the world's largest economy. But they came up with a sock puppet that tricked some people into buying kibble on the Internet. This Julie Wainwright's a fucking genius. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and there's like, nothing people like more than like a relic of something that failed so they can feel good about themselves, too. Right. Completely. That's and good. also they they also people love mascots and no one talks about like people fucking love mascot like i don't give a shit what anyone says you you watch a fucking like the roughest american sports teams philadelphia fans when they're fucking weird the the philly freak comes out oh they all fucking melt man they're so fucking excited who's the buffalo bills mascot it's a dead buffalo it's a rotting corpse of a real That's right. buffalo they brought out a rotting corpse of a real buffalo and a guy who had maybe five minutes ago told a kid who was where i was watching it was the buffalo bills versus the atlanta falcons i watched the game in the stands with my um my uncle my dad and my grandfather and a man one row behind us yelled over us to an, a kid in an atlanta falcons jersey i will fuck your mother and kill you with a knife take that off and that same man when the rotted corpse of a buffalo came out went it's so fucking good to be at a game. <laughs> so I'm so glad COVID's done. This was in this was well before COVID. If he had referenced COVID, it was like 2007. If he had referenced COVID, we were all in hell. No, 2005. I was a I was a fatty bobatty back then. Ooh, a young buck at a little game. That's right. Go Buffalo. They were still bad then. Hey, they're good now. That's right. Pets.com also triumph dot triumph the insult comic dog, as you mentioned sued the pets.com sock puppet because basically it was like hey i'm the i'm the fucking sock puppet that fucking kind of swears around here the amount of discussion over who came up with the idea of it's an insult comic that is a sock puppet if it was triumph the insult comic dog was it ed the sock is one of those things where it's like you just all had the same idea at the same time like i think pets.com was a ripoff of triumph but ed the sock and triumph the insult comic dog have also i think gone back perhaps even with lawsuits and it's like you both just came up the amount of times I've seen comedians arguing over like, oh, actually, that's my bit about Hillary Clinton. You you just want to be like, your your bits are both bad. You shouldn't be fighting over this bit. It's embarrassing for all of us. Like we are part of this discussion and culture and you're you're making me embarrassed, sir. Uh, two companies joined to buy the uh, rights to the sock puppet for one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars rather than just getting your own sock puppet. This one's a cat. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, this one's an aardvark. Fuck you. It's a different dog. That one was a Labrador. This one's a fucking Dalmatian, you dumb prick. I was well, that is the thing. It is It is a dog. That is the main thing. It's just like, this is a, you could just have another sock. It could just be a puppet. I hate society. And here's why I hate society is when something is popular, 
the amount of like magic human beings in our own brains put into that thing, which is like, listen, pets.com was a massive success and it was all thanks to the sock puppet. Yeah. Just quick query. Uh, pets.com was not a massive success. And if anything, this sock puppet was used as a smoke screen to distract people from the fact it was a giant financial con. Yeah. 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 I like that smoke screen aspect. Get that fucking thing back on TV. You know what I mean? And now the face of asbestos, the pets.com dog, put it in your mouth. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) One thing we didn't mention that we definitely should have is the thing that made it go like hyper visible was the pets.com $1.2 million Super Bowl spot that they had. They It was $1.2 million they spent on getting that spot. And did you know this, John? The company's not here anymore. Yeah. This is, did you know this? The company did not last one full year. Like, the, by the way, so when good. the Super Bowl is, by the way, the company was bankrupt, what, a month later? Like, it's also like, weeks like when did it go bankrupt they go bankrupt in like february march when the super bowl is in like january <laughs> like it's no, so they had an ipo along with the super bowl ad to give it like an extra bump oh, pardon me. and then yeah. uh and then immediately they were like well we shouldn't have done that you <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> know what out- i like Know what I will say about this for pets.com is I do also like imagining that it's just a, like it's a continually it's a bunch of it's like us running a company like they were like well yeah. we got a that that was cool. Have anyone any ordered anything? Yes, but it's costing a dollar to fulfill each orders. I want I just need to stress this. He went to a college where he literally got a degree in stand-up comedy. I have a theater major. Is that good? And if someone just went, <laughs> yeah, it is, I'd be like, we did it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that is the that is the fun thing about is is like for this is the other thing for the time they sold a ton of shit on the internet. This is the thing is, you know, in one way, they were successful. That metric, but quite crucial, did not lead to the success of that company. But the I gross agree. looked impressive. If they were just like, if you were, if you were a dum dum and you just wanted it to be successful, and they told you the gross, you'd be like, awesome. But then when I'm they not- told you the net, you'd be like, oh. I'm going to say this right now. The gross number can fuck off. I hate the number gross. That's not a number I need. You know what I'm saying? That's like the photo of a flaccid penis. I never need to know about what a flat. Wait, penis. oh, you want to see hard dicks? You said you texted John. You send a dick pics to John and Dylan online at gmail.com. You send hard dicks. Correct. I want to see. I want to see what's going on on the streets. I don't need to know what's happening in the sheets. You know what I mean? Hard dicks are for the streets. Is it what I, mean? I need to be? Shut the fuck up. I need to make this point. I'm looking at the camera. Hard dicks are for the streets. Uh, oh wow. Turn the camera, revealed all his laundry. A real pets.com there. Yeah, that was the net. Mind. That's my pets.com. My dirty laundry. Ooh, hang it up. John, that's done now. This is done now. The cultural significance of pets.com is that that is what taught all the companies how to operate. Our capitalism will be destroyed and that will be good. Death to the landlord, all rise. I am a democratic socialist anarchist. My name is Andre and I am annoying at parties. Well, I don't I don't know if you have to have a political bent to just be like, if you don't have something, I don't know, man. It's like Dylan is wrong. I am the kind of guy that orders in a bar. Shut the fuck up, Dylan. You're wrong. Death to all merchants. Rise, the worker. We'll all wear brown turtlenecks and we will not talk. No, God, John, 
We're not bringing back the brown shirts, you fucking not Nazi. those kind of brown shirts. Different style of brown shirts. I I changed different the color. Gray shirts. Gray shirts. If anything, it's a higher collar, and a Nazi, even a Nazi, would be like, "Well, that seems uncomfortable." Do you ever think, by the way, when you when uh, the because the Italians had the black shirts? Do you ever mm. think that when the Nazis got one of that, they're like, "Fuck, they got black shirts." Shit, we got. What are we gonna be? Brown shirts. I guess we'll be the brown shirts. Yeah, the next fascist to be like, "Where are the turquoise shirts?" What? That seems. I mean, actually, it's so funny. There was actually a fascist organization, and their—I think their color was teal. Identity Europa. They were around in 2016, and they sucked. Yeah, of course they did, because they were like, ah, yeah, because they kept trying to like be like, ah, we're fucking fascist, and everyone was like, I feel like dancing, and they're like, that's not. I don't like that. Stop dancing. Are you guys fascists, or you guys just the decorations of my mom's bathroom? Hey, that's not the first time that's been brought up. Just what? What? Oh, I I can't be a fascist because I'm wearing this bouncy color. Yeah, excuse me. You're just saying that fascism is based off of having harsh colors. You can't just have something that's pleasing to the eye. I can't just believe in. I'm not wearing gray. That shows up. That's not good for my skin tone. Yeah, I'm a fucking guys. I'm a fucking spring, and I go well with fucking tropical tones. Just because I believe in the tenets of national socialism and because I'm a summer doesn't mean that those two things are in. <laughs> I do like the fact if you were all gray, fascists were all gray, it'd just be like, oh, I guess those guys are depressed. Exactly. That's right. Like, I got to tell you, if fascism would get a if, if they all just dressed in a very vibrant, like very vibrant neon tones, I don't go in for their politics, but I would be like, listen, these guys do seem fun. You know what I mean? Like what he, the, the fucking Boogaloo boy. Well, how are we talking about this? But the Boogaloo boys. No, the Boogaloo. I think, were, no, I think who are the guys that wore Hawaiian shirts? Were like, it was we're the Nazis, Boogaloo Boys. Boo-boo. But I'm going to say this the Boogaloo Boys really they undid that very quickly because they're like, we're fun. We're wearing Hawaiian shirts. And you're like, what are you wearing over that Hawaiian shirt? A flak jacket with a skull on it. Okay. Well. <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt open to Punisher logo. Exactly correct. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like if you guys wrote a really good chapter one and chapter two immediately undid the plan. Like, we want to be nice, present that like we're not evil. So we'll wear Hawaiian shirts. And on top of that Hawaiian shirt, we will wear another shirt that says, I'm here to kill people that are not me. And then it's a photo of my face with just a lot of white above sort of the iris of the eye, a real watch out. You know what I mean? Like whenever you see someone with a lot of like, that part of the upper white eye. I only said this because I saw someone yesterday with just like so much upper white of their eye. And I just went, that bitch be crazy. And that yeah, bitch. Exactly. Him, so I'm allowed to call them a bitch. Yeah. John doesn't like the bug eyed people. That's correct. Shove them in your eye pockets. You're weirding me out. I said, that's it. We're done now. John, what's our next episode on? Our next episode, ladies and gentlemen, will be on the fall of BuzzFeed News. That's right. No longer will you be able to take quizzes to find out if you believe in participating in the Syrian civil war. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which member of Dylan, do you miss being able to find out or which member of the 2000 recount you were? I turned out to be Justice Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) Just like we all always do is we do something that would be topical now, but it's going to be released in a couple months. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are bad at business, but we are good at podcasting. Head on over to our things that we've plugged in our commercials. We love you all. Dylan, let's stand up and reveal our penises. One, two, end the show. <laughs>